Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Dynasty After Dark. I'm your host, Calvin Timms. You can find me over on Twitter at TDC underscore Calvin. And unfortunately, I got some bad news for you guys. Tonight is going to be a solo podcast because Dale uh, had some stuff pop up, so he wasn't able to make it on. So um, we were originally planning on doing some buy, sell, hold, but you know he had all the players that he wanted to quiz me on and see my thoughts on them. So I don't know who those players actually were. So this is kind of last minute, so we're kind of making a little bit of a shift. So today we're just going to be mostly going over the start sits of the week from last week, kind of recapping that. I'll give you a couple guys that I really like for this week and then um, a little bit of advice for where we're at in the season, and then I'm just going to jump right into the ERI recap. So thank you guys for joining. Before we get too far into it, if you can, just give the podcast a thumbs up, a comment, a like, wherever you're at. It just helps with the algorithm, all that stuff. Just gets the podcast out to more people. You know, I have many opinions, as I've been told many times, and, uh, you know, people really like to sometimes hear them, sometimes like to disagree with them, but you know, it's all part of the fun. So the more people that can hear the podcast, more people I can argue with or uh, share my opinions with, I'll say. So if you could just leave a comment, anything that just helps with the algorithm. So I appreciate you guys for that. So last week, you know, a little bit of a rougher week for me with my start and sits of the week. Last week, I called out, uh, Eno Benjamin, Darius Slayton and Russell Wilson, I went one and two on the week. Only Eno Benjamin finishes a top 24 RB. Uh, everybody else fell outside of the top tier. You know, for Russ, he was number 15 on the quarterbacks, which isn't terrible. It's not going to kill you. But for quarterbacks, I set a little bit of a higher standard of being a, a number one top 12 guy um, to be considered a hit at least. Where Dale, he did a little bit better. You know, he ended up going two and one. He called out, he had a great call out on um, Ramondre Stevenson. So that was a great one there. Alec Pierce just barely missed being a hit to make him go 3 0. Alec Pierce was wide receiver number 25 on the week last week, Uh, depending on your scoring format, too. This is full PPR. So, you know, it might be a little bit lower in half, but in full PPR, he was number 25. So just barely missed there. Really liked what Pierce has been able to kind of put together these first couple of weeks, but then his last call out was Justin Fields who finished inside the top eight, which is a great call out as well. So, you know, Dale is uh, starting to catch me a little bit. So I got to be a little careful. I think I'm still one game up on him, but yeah, can never sleep too, too much on Dale. So this week, because he's not here, we can't give our start and sits. He didn't have a chance to send those over to me before, you know, he got sidetracked with his family stuff. Um, I'm just going to give you a couple guys that I really like for this week uh, that haven't been able to produce so far very well for fantasy the last few weeks. So number one guy is going to be Tom Brady. And I know that Tom came out of retirement, threw away his marriage basically for one final go around in the NFL. Hasn't been that great. Had a couple up weeks, um, not last week, but the weeks before that. Last week was a little weird. He missed most of the walkthroughs on the week. Um, He went to Robert Kraft's (laughs) 
wedding on Friday, got back Saturday. So which, you know, for a professional athlete, it's kind of a, a unique situation there. They ended up losing to Pittsburgh last week. And even though they're the better team by far than Pittsburgh, I think that it's really going to set Tom Brady off to want to get some revenge, you know, show that he's still one of the best in the league. And they were moving the ball pretty well. They just were not doing anything inside the red zone last week. And I think that's going to improve. I know that Carolina has a better defense, but I am not worried about that at all. This matchup, um, the whole situation with Carolina, they're, you know, with an interim head coach in uh, Steve Willis, I think is his name. Um, so there's just a lot, or Steve Wilkes, Wilkes. Um, there's a lot of, of things up in the air. They just, you know, kicked Robbie Anderson out of the game last week. And, you know, they, they traded him away to the Carol, uh, Arizona Cardinals just a couple days after that. So there's a lot of, you know, un, un, impressiveness with Carolina right now. And I think that this is the perfect bounce back game for Tom Brady. So I am starting him. I'm starting him in my home league that I'm one in five trying to get a win this week. And uh, I think, you know, I like it a lot. I know that I haven't been the best with my quarterback predictions in that league just yet, but I really think that Tom Brady is going to finish inside the top eight, maybe even the top five this week. All right, the next guy I want to call out is someone that is finally getting back from injury, and that is going to be Keenan Allen. And this offense last couple weeks, it's had a few good performances, but you know they're not getting the wins that they thought they were going to be able to get. And I think a lot of that contributes to missing Keenan Allen. Now, I don't think it's a coincidence that Austin Eckler has seen a massive upsurge in targets last few weeks where he's been very productive. He's been getting quite a few targets. And if I pull it up, give me one second here. I'm going to fill really quickly while I pull up Austin Eckler on sleeper because his targets the last few weeks have been insane. Last week he had 16 targets, four targets the week before that seven, eight and 10. And this is all since Keenan Allen has been gone. Week number one, he had four targets. So I think that they've been utilizing Austin Eckler a lot more in the Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler role. And Keenan's going to come in and just be just fine on this team. Like even someone like uh, Joshua Palmer last week had nine or 12 targets against Denver. And that's just crazy to me. So I think that Keenan Allen is going to jump right back in there. Week number one, he looked really, really good before the hamstring injury. They held him out a very long time. He's missed five weeks with a hamstring injury, which is much longer than the average. I'd say the average is probably maybe two weeks. You know, then you always have the risk of re-injury, but it seems like they really held him out just to make sure that there would be no risk of re-injury on this thing, kind of really let him kind of rest it up the last few weeks. So uh, Keenan Allen should have a great game here. Uh, They're against Seattle, so it's a positive matchup. And yeah, I think that it's going to be awesome there for him. Now, the last guy I did want to call out is going to be uh, running back Ezekiel Elliott. Now, Zeke has not been very good on the season either so far. So what to do with Zeke? 
there's been some tough matchups. And last week he did get a touchdown, which put him up there. Uh, wasn't the best, um, not the not the best performance for a running back, but it put him up there because it was a pretty down week in general for these guys. But 15 points last week against Philly. You know, he's had some tough defensive matchups. Washington, the Rams, the Giants, Cincinnati, Tampa Bay. It's just been rough for the Cowboys rushing attack the last few weeks. He gets Dak back this week, and we know that Dak likes to dump it off to Zeke and Tony Pollard in uh, when he gets under pressure. So you know that he's going to get an upsurge in targets because, you know, two targets in week one against Tampa Bay. That was with Dak, but again, they kind of used him more as a blocker in that game because their offensive line was really beat up. Their offensive line is getting a lot healthier now, but ever since two is two, one, two, one, it's not been great for Zeke in the, in the passing game. And we know that Dak likes to dump it off to him. So Dak being back and it's a plus matchup with Detroit. You know, Detroit is coming off the bye. So they've had a little bit of extra time to prepare, but their defense still is not that great. So I like Zeke quite a bit this week. I think that he's going to kind of pay off as old Zeke value. I'm not expecting top five, but I think top 10 is definitely in the realm of possibilities for Zeke this week. So he's someone that I feel you you can play him without concern this week. And and that's my thoughts on him. So those are three guys that I really like this week um, with buys kind of filtering in. That's where it gets a little bit tougher. But yeah, I there are a few guys that haven't produced the best for fantasy so far on the season. And I just wanted to give you a little bit of a confidence booster. So that said, I'm going to switch the camera over to myself, uh, you know, doing solo podcasts. I have, I am out of experience with these. I'm going to do more of them next summer, of course, but yeah, it's it. I'm, I'm rusty, man. I'm rusty. I'm used to having Dale here, but again, thank you guys for listening. Um, and before we go too much further, I just want to touch on a little bit of advice for fantasy football with where we're at right now. So it's week six. What to do if you are one and five or zero and six? Now, this is something that I did on a lot of my leagues here this last weekend. So, one thing that I like to do, and if you're using Sleeper, it makes this very, very nice. Um, Sleeper tracks your maximum points for, and also your points for, points against, things like that. I, I think pretty much every league. I know ESPN tracks points for, points against, things like that, but the maximum points for and points against are very useful because it tells you when you have the max points for, it tells you whether or not your roster is just underperforming, um, like you're picking, you're you're making bad start-sit decisions, or if your roster is just as a whole is not quite where you thought it would be. And a lot of my leagues, so... There's a couple leagues out there, shocker, where I'm two and four, three and three. Um, my home league that we're recapping here in just a little bit, I'm actually one and five. But my points against in my home league is astronomical. I'm a hundred points against, which I'll cover here and I'll complain about again. But uh, my my points against is I'm a hundred points higher than the next team. You know, middle of the pack in points four climbed a lot the last couple of weeks. I've been top four, uh, top third place this week in points, but I'm middle of the pack in points four. Now, maximum points four, I'm a little bit higher. I think I'm like fifth in max points four, which tells me that I'm not really making the worst start sit decisions. I'm I'm kind of 
right in the middle there. My roster has not been as much as good as I, I kind of anticipated, but I've also just gotten really bad luck because people have just been teeing off on me week after week. Now, there's a couple leagues where I'm in rebuild and I was kind of hoping to flip them quickly, but it looks like one year is not going to be quite enough for a rebuild. going to probably take maybe um, a year and a half. There's a lot of youth on these teams. You know, I, I have a lot of reliance on George Pickens, Alec Pierce, these kind of guys, Kenneth Walker, which now looks like it's going to be useful. You know, I've got Deshaun Watson on a league with Zach Wilson is in a super flex. So there's a lot of different variables to it, right? Well, I'm 11th in points for, I'm 11th in maximum points for, so basically my team is just not there yet. It's not developed yet. Uh, it needs more time. So that league, I'm not a contender. The My home league, even though I am one in five, I would say that I'm more of a contender because my points are a little bit higher. My points against are really high. That's going to come down as we start getting into these bye weeks and, and you know, people have to start making sacrifices with their starting lineups. That mm-hmm. league I'm really, really deep in. So I can, you know, weave my way through these, these bye weeks a little bit easier than some of the other teams. So points against is going to come down. Points for should stay fairly steady, maybe even tick up again a little bit more over the next couple of weeks because I'm getting some guys back and things like that. So I would say that even though I'm one in five, I am a contender in that league still. So that's one thing that I would advise you to do if you're, you know, even if you're five and one, six and oh, Look at your points for, look at your max points for, look at your points against. Are you really low in points for and you're really low in points against? That means you might be a little bit of a, you know, you you might be riding high when you shouldn't be. And the whole reason why that's important is I think that if you can identify that, you know, if you're six and zero right now, and let's say you're you're twelfth in points for, but you're twelfth in points against, this is going to be an extreme example here. What I would say is that tells me that you need to make a move to get pieces to contend at the end of the year. Because when it comes to playoffs, you're at 6-0, you're almost guaranteed at that point to get into playoffs. You'd have to lose every game for the rest of the season, which is just very unlikely. So you'd have to really get unlucky to miss playoffs. So you're going to be in playoffs. So that makes you a contender. Regardless of whether or not you feel like you should be, maybe you fluked your way into 6-0, and but you are now a contender. Go get pieces that are going to help you contend. And they don't have to be game-breaking guys. We've, we've seen these, these um, players that are able to produce. At the end of last year, Amon Ross St. Brown you know, seemingly came out of nowhere at the end of the season, finished the last six weeks of last year as like a top five. 10 top six wide receiver. It was just an insane run for him. And, you know, I, I say seemingly out of nowhere because I always loved Monroe St. Brown, but there's guys like that all over the league. Alec Pierce is another guy. By the end of the year, he might be just cooking. Traylon Burks. Some of these guys that haven't produced just yet. Sky Moore is another guy. Christian Watson, some of those guys um, that just haven't produced just yet, but by the end of the year, they might be cooking. So you go buy them now while they're a little bit cheaper. You get guys that can help you come playoff time when they do start to click a little bit more. Russell Wilson is another guy. Like if you're weak at quarterback, I think, I truly, truly think by the end of the year, the Denver team is going to be 
clicking more on the same page. There's just too many variables right now that are unknown and it looks bad. Trust me, I understand that. I've been watching the same games as you guys. It looks really, really bad. I acknowledge that. But by the end of the year, like maybe even, and if Russell Wilson isn't your cup of tea, like an Aaron Rodgers, one of these guys that they have a history of being very good, but so far through the beginning of this year hasn't worked out just yet. Those are the guys that I'm trying to invest in for a playoff push, you know, Brandon Cook, someone like that, that you can get on the cheap and really make a um, an effort for that. Now, conversely, if you're one in five, you're you're 11th in points scored, you're um, middle of the road in points against, you're probably not a contender. You're going to be in rebuild. You know, go ship some of your veterans, get those pieces for the future, get those younger guys, younger assets that are going to help you long term. And, you know, just kind of commit to that now after six weeks. If you're right in the middle of the pack, just keep playing it out for a couple more weeks, kind of see how things go. You could go on a 4-0 run by week 10 um, and then you're looking pretty good for playoffs and you can kind of evaluate there before your trade deadline. So that's just my advice, you know, looking and, and being constantly vigilant on your points and looking at some of the metrics behind that, that can be extremely helpful. And I know it seems like the most basic information, but you'd be surprised how many people don't do that. So just just don't be one of those guys. Go out there, be proactive, you know, be uh, ahead of the curve because you don't want to be caught holding the bag because you think you're a contender. And again, your points are very, very low. Your points against are very, very low. You fluked your way in, you know, maybe you're not six and zero, but you're four and two and you're 12th in points and 12th in points against. That's not great. You still have a chance to kind of, you know, throw in the towel. You could also make the moves like I was talking about for a playoff run, but at four and two, it's if your points are that low, it's it's much less likely than six and zero oh to be in the playoffs. So, just something to think about. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out on Twitter or on YouTube, and I'd be happy to kind of give you my thoughts on your team. I'm more than happy to kind of walk through some scenarios with you. You know, there's everybody's team is unique. You know, not every three and three is the exact same. So, feel free to reach out. I'd be happy to walk you through some stuff, but. That said, we're going to wrap up with the advice and just get into the recap for week number, uh, week number, what is it, six for the ERI League. So thank you guys for tuning in. Last week was not the best. It did kind of stink for me. Again, people are just continuing to tee off on me. I was third in points for this week, which is just absolutely wild. I know all the stats out there are that it was a really weird fantasy week. Not a ton of points across the board um, for a lot of people, but seemingly Braden just absolutely whooped my ass last week 185 to 136 like what did I do to deserve this everybody he played just whooped the crap out of me so Joe Burrow 33 and a half um, I started Tom Brady he got me 13 and a half the best quarterback scoring week I've had so far this season let's go I, I'm one week away from breaking 20 and breaking the curse for my for my quarterback position. And it really sucks because my running backs have been so good the last couple of weeks. It's just like, I feel like I'm wasting these good weeks. But I guess Saquon's been elite all year long. He's the number two running back. Who is number one right now? That is crazy that Saquon is number two in this league. I got to see who number one is right now. 
stats season. Austin Eckler, man, Austin Eckler has been killing it the last couple weeks. You know, you thought he was dead after week number one, but 30, 24, 36, 34, goodness. And that makes sense because uh, I did play him last week. Braden started him, just absolutely murdered me there. Uh, just going through Braden's roster here, Joe Burrow, Austin Eckler, Joe Mixon, uh, Michael Pittman, Christian Kirk, uh, Travis Kelsey got 20 points for him there. Michael Pittman had 27 points. Joe Mixon had 17 points. Uh, Romeo Dobbs is the seemingly only bust that he had. Mike or Mark Andrews, 25 points. His kicker got 15 points. We wa- it was a wash on defenses, so I don't even need to mention that. But man, that's crazy. Even Matt Ryan went off on his bench. So, oh, rough day for me. Juju Smith-Schuster went off on his bench. It was a great day for Braden there. So can't complain too much there. My side, you know, I thought I made pretty good starts, but yeah, I guess it wasn't good enough, obviously. Uh, Saquon Barkley again went off, Fournette went off again. CeeDee Lamb was okay, but that was kind of a, a whooping that the Eagles gave them. Uh, Chris Godwin was pretty good, again, for Tom Brady. The offense was rough altogether, but man, Chris Godwin, he has come back. Since, his, since he's come back from the hamstring injury, Again, he took two weeks for a hamstring injury. Keenan Allen took five, so he better be fully healthy this week. Uh, but 10 targets, 6 targets, 12 targets, that is a lot. Thir- or, uh, 28 targets in three games. You'll love to see it. That's kind of where he left off last year. The yardage isn't quite where we want it to be. Um, it's getting up there. It's improving every single week. So you, you kind of think that he's getting a little bit more healthy as time goes on. But yeah, Chris Godwin has been... Everything I've kind of needed him to be the last few weeks and more. Dallas Goddard, kind of a down game, but they didn't really need him too much in that game. Gabe Davis and Allen Robinson both had solid games on my bench. You know, Gabe Davis just continues to to score touchdowns. That's just what he does at this point. He averages about six targets a game, five targets a game, and uh, scores touchdowns. That's all he does. So he has four touchdowns on the season out of, 14 catches. That is crazy to me. Like that's just the percentage on that is just wild. And it's just what he does. So, um, he's a, he's a great red zone target and I don't think that he's going to go away anytime soon. So I like Gabe Davis there. Allen Robinson had a great week against the, uh, Carolina Panthers. This is why I'm also really high for Tom Brady this week. Finally, a good week for, for Allen Robinson. Like I said, it just kind of sucks because I feel like I wasted it. My bench, you know, Justin Fields over Tom was a slight increase there, but yeah, I just, it would not have mattered at all if I would have started the ideal guys there last week. So congrats to Braden. Moves on to B4 and 2. I'm 1 and 5 now, as I mentioned before. Uh, next matchup, Eric versus Max. Max is kind of thrown in the towel on the season, trying to get a rebuild. He moves to 1 and 5. Uh, Eric picks up the victory, pretty good victory there, 132 to 115. Eric was just behind me in points, but Josh Allen, Tyler Algier, and J.K. Dobbins, his running backs killed him this week. Mike Williams killed him as well. But, you know, when you got Josh Allen, Mike Gesicki is his starting tight end, and Brandon Ayuk, those guys teed off pretty well on Max. Mark Cooper had a solid day as well, but, yeah, J.K. Dobbins, Tyler Algier, uh, pretty rough there. Meanwhile, Max, he just he's kind of in a rough spot. Um, his running backs look pretty good. He's got Devonta Smith, Jimmy Garoppolo, 
pretty solid starts there. Ramondre, Dale's start of the week last week, had a solid performance there. Dalvin Cook had a pretty good week. He had a touchdown. Kind of disappointing. You know, you take away the touchdown, you only get nine points. It's kind of disappointing for my running back. The The biggest problem with Dalvin Cook right now is they are not utilizing him in the passing game at all. Week number one, he had five targets. Week number two, he had six targets. The last three weeks, he's had five targets combined. That is not great there. And I don't know if it's just because of the shoulder injury or what, hopefully. Um, but, I mean, in week number three against Detroit, he had zero targets whatsoever. So it, it kind of stinks a little bit there, but... I don't think that's going to change too much as we go on here. They are on bye this week, so that's going to be a big hit for Max. Mike Evans had a down week, but again, the whole the whole Tampa offense just kind of stunk. The only reason Chris Godwin was better is just due to target volume strictly. Um, Everett had a down week, David Montgomery, Jam- Jacoby Myers. So, yeah, it was just kind of rough for, for Max. Tyler Boyd, Najee Harris on his bench. Claypool. That might be something worth watching as as time goes on here. Um, I think they said that that uh, Kenny Pickett will be starting this week if he's healthy, so that could be kind of a one-and-done for Chase Claypool. Something to monitor, though, going forward. But in week number five against Buffalo, I think it was Kenny Pickett that whole game, if I remember right. Yeah, 100% of snaps against Buffalo. Claypool did have nine targets in that game, so... Um, Claypool might be seeing a little bit of a resurgence here. What we'll just have to watch that as we go on. So, yeah, on the on the other side though, Tyquan Thornton for um for Eric on his bench. It was a pretty solid week for Eric. Kenyon Drake on his bench as well. Yeah, pretty pretty good week for him. All in all, Alec Pierce on his bench as well. Just barely missing that top top two guy. Uh, all right, the next matchup was a blowout. Rob's team has successfully imploded. Um, he had 60 points against James, who had 112, doubled his points almost. But, yeah, pretty rough there. Mahomes putting it up for James. But, again, it was a down week for a lot of guys. Jamar Chase came through for James. Clyde and Aaron Jones combined for 10 points, which not great. Uh, Hollywood Brown got injured in that game. Going to be out for a little bit of time here. Deontay Johnson, that's something to monitor as well. So there was a report that came out after the game that I guess uh, Deontay Johnson got into it with Mitch Trubisky after uh, the game where Mitch got pulled a couple weeks ago against, I think it was the Jets in that game. Um, and, and Mitch Trubisky basically told him to sit down and, and watch his mouth because Deontay Johnson wanted the ball a lot more. And if we know anything about it, if you have kind of that diva mindset in in Pittsburgh, it is not going to fly. And I know that everyone is going to point to Antonio Brown, but when Antonio Brown was with the Pittsburgh Steelers, he was like a normal human being. It wasn't until he left the team that he became a psychopath. So I Deontay Johnson is treading a very, very fine line with Mike Tomlin as the uh, head coach there. I, I don't know if that's going to fly too much. But, you know, on the other side... He is their best wide receiver, probably. I mean, I'd probably say George Pickens is better, but, you know, it's up for interpretation. Paris Campbell on, on James's bench, someone that's worth watching as well. I guess it came out at the end of the game or on the broadcast that Paris Campbell's been having a really good practice the last couple of weeks. Was he not having it before? He got 11 targets in this game where, you know, he had almost... 
what, 10, 15 targets, five weeks, the first five weeks, he had 11 targets last night or this last week. So what is going on, man? I, I want to believe in Paris Campbell, but you're just hurting me right now. You're hurting my soul. So please stop that. Make it consistent. That's all I want. It's a little bit of consistency from Paris Campbell. It's all I'm asking here. On the flip side, though, you know, it was rough for Rob. Not a ton he could do. Hunter Henry over over um, Tyler Higby wouldn't have guessed that would have been the right call. Wandale Robinson, you're not starting him in his first game in the NFL. And then the rest of the guys on his bench really didn't do too much there. Trevor Lawrence outscored Justin Herbert. But again, that's kind of a tough, tough call there. Uh, but yeah, all of his starters, you know, when your kicker is your highest scorer on the week, it's just a bad week. So not much to say about Rob's team. There will be better days ahead for him, but he does move to two and four. We'll get to this full standings here in just one second. The other matchup that was kind of interesting was the great rebuild, Ken versus Hot Chub Time Machine. And that was Ryan and Ken pulled out the upset. Oh my goodness. He was projected to get smashed 135 to 111. That's how big of a favorite Ryan was going into this one. His team let him down so hard. Uh, Ken put up 134 just behind me in points as well. And Ryan just a measly 97 points last week. I got to get my shots in because half of his team was on by. Um, but Jalen Hurts was solid. Alvin Kamara was solid. Nick Chubb down week there against New England. Kind of expected. Our defense is really good like usual. Debo Samuel, solid week, 16 points. Not not great for Debo, but pretty solid. Kittle, solid week as well, 16 points for him. DJ Moore, David Njoku, down weeks for those two guys. Cortland Sutton, down week as well. Um, and nobody cares about the kicker in defense. But yeah, he had Derrick Henry on by. Uh, who else? Damian Pierce on by. DeAndre Hopkins, he's getting back this week finally. Uh, Devontae Adams was on by. The Tennessee defense was on by, so he had a lot of heavy hitters on by last week. So, you know, better days are definitely ahead for Ryan. So get your wins while you can, I guess. But great for Ken in this one. He made some great calls. Geno Smith was a little bit disappointing, only 13 points there. Miles Sanders was great. Brees Hall looks amazing. I am going to eat so much crow after the season because of Brees Hall. I was so down on him, but holy cow, the dude looks legitimate. Uh, Adam Thielen had a touchdown. Jalen Waddle had a touchdown, or no, no touchdown, but six catches for 130. That offense is just so disgusting. Like him and Tyreek is just gross, man. So good. He started Tony Ferguson. The ball's on this guy to start Tony Ferguson, who got a touchdown in his first ever NFL start as a rookie tight end. What is that? Travis Etienne, Alan Lazard, all these guys had a great week there. So. Props to Ken, moves to 3-3, three and three, uh, gets the upset again. you got to get those wins while you can. Now, the last matchup, a little bit of a murdering. Uh, the second highest point scorer on the week was Dan, like usual. Didn't get his number one, so there's that, but absolutely killed Keelan by 60 points, so not even competitive whatsoever, kind of like me and Braden. Um, the only difference is I was the third highest scorer going against number one. What the hell, man? Oh my gosh, my points against is just absolutely insane. But yeah, great matchup for Dan. Not much you can really say about it. We've talked about his roster every single week. 
you know, McCaffrey, Stephon Diggs, Zeke had a good week. His quarterback situation looks a little rough right now, but that's pretty much it. When you got Tyreek Hill, Stephon Diggs, and in uh Christian McCaffrey, Justin Jefferson had a down week of 17 points. Like his floor is just so high. 17 points for Cooper Cup in a down week. You know, it is just so stupid. I hate it so much. Oh gosh, it's so frustrating. Um, but yeah, he has no JT the last couple weeks. He'll be getting him back here soon. Really likes Joshua Palmer on his bench. Got George Pickens down week for him. So lucky he didn't start him. But yeah, I mean, Keelan, Keelan's team is just suffering a little bit from the lack of depth. Jeff Wilson had 0.5 points on the week. A little bit disappointing there. Terry McLaurin has been bad all year. Just absolutely killer on the year. He's the wide receiver number 32 in, in PPR leagues right now. Oh, that's a bad look. You know, he's 27 years old. They just signed him to a long-term contract extension. Yeah, it's not looking great for Terry McLaurin. Uh, Tyler Lockett, you kind of got to ride the, the, the give and the take of Tyler Lockett. Last few weeks, he's been really good. Finally had one of his down weeks, which his down weeks are very down. So, um, And when you look at his bench, Keelan, like I said, suffers from a lack of depth. His best point scorer on his bench was Harrison Bucker for the Kansas City Chiefs. So, yeah, not a, not a great week for Keelan, just a little bit rough. But, you know, better days are ahead, excuse me. He is getting, um, I know that he's getting uh, Cordero Patterson back here in the next couple of weeks and a few other guys that were on by uh, last week. So, there will be better days ahead for him. He hasn't had Jameis Winston, but, you know, you got Lamar, so you're probably not rocking Jameis too often. But, yeah, Keelan is uh, someone that's been struggling a little bit. He has the one win on the season, but it's uh, slowly starting to fall apart a little bit for him. So, final standings on the season. Dan reclaims the number one overall spot. He is 5-1. and one. Uh, Massive points <laughs> just gap between him and second place. Uh, James is in second place, also at five and one, but a 270 point difference between him and Dan, just absolutely ludicrous. Uh, Braden is in third place, a massive gap between him and Ryan, who is tied with four and two. Eric is also four and two, so he comes in at fifth place. Ken is in six right now as the only three and three team. Uh, I'm going to be coming for that sixth spot. We'll see if I can do it. You know, I just have to beat out Ken. Shouldn't be, you know, I should say this and Ken's going to whoop me when I do finally play him. So I can't talk too much. Um, <laughs> I'm, on, uh, I'm on a mission. Rob is in seventh place. Keelan is in eighth place. Uh, Rob is the only two and four team. And then three of us are tied at one and five. Eighth place goes to Keelan. Ninth place myself and 10th place as Max. Again, my points against are higher. Keelan is in second place in points against. And he has 100 points less than me scored against him on a weekly basis. So it's been a rough start. You know, that's why I kind of say this team is... Someone that can compete. I am now, I think, in fifth or sixth place in points four, uh, fifth place in max points four. So, you know, my team is starting to finally come around a little bit more as the season goes on. I've made a couple of trades. You know, I should be getting Dak back. So that's potential for a lot of points there. Uh, Tom Brady is someone that should be having better weeks here in the next couple of weeks. So, you know, if I can get 20 points for my quarterback position, 
oh my goodness, my, my average will be like 140 to 150, which I would just be so happy. Be so happy. But for right now, not there yet. We'll see how next week goes. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for joining. Next week, hope to have Dale back. And uh, yeah, this is just a temporary thing. So a little bit of a quicker podcast, trying to just wrap it up as quickly as I can. Um, don't want to, you know, go into too much depth. And with all the allergies and things like that, my voice has been killing me in the last couple of days. So again, thank you guys for listening. Follow me over on TDC on Twitter at TDC underscore Calvin. Let me know if you have any questions. Again, if you have any questions on, on what to do for your strategy going forward, again, I talked about it earlier. If you're one and five or five and one and your points are a little bit out of sorts, you know, high, high points for low points against whatever, vice versa. Feel free to reach out to me. I'd be happy to kind of walk you through what my thought process is going forward. You can, I can even look at some of the players on your roster, you know, kind of just give you my opinion there. So feel free to reach out. I'm more than happy to help people like that. Again, follow me on Twitter. If you can, just give the YouTube, Spotify, wherever you're listening to the podcast, give it a like, give it a thumbs up, subscription, whatever. Just helps with the algorithm. I thank you guys so much for listening. Have a good night.